And now, we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. Good morning, good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And for people who have listened to my program for months, years, you know that one of the coolest things to me is when I meet my guests online. And once again, that has happened. I don't know Angela in the real world. We have only met virtually. And you know that is the beauty of social media. We can make connections that are literally thousands of miles apart, um, in this case especially. And, you know, it, it is such fun to actually meet in person, talk on the phone, do all those things. But we can build our business and professional and personal networks online. And, and so uh, that's what I always want to remind people is, you know, you're not just talking to somebody in your backyard. Your backyard might be a heck of a long distance away. So that said, please join me in welcoming Angela Sutcliffe to today's program. Well, good morning, Deb, and it is so nice to talk to you, too, and I keep saying to people, the thing about social and the friends you haven't met yet is yes. they're really just your imaginary friends, but now we believe in them. This is true, and we can put a face to them and now a voice, you know, this is pretty cool, pretty cool. It sure is, and, and when you said, you know, thousands of miles apart, you weren't kidding, because here I am up here in Canada, and you're just way down south to me. Holy cow. And then, of course, the station is in Denver. So, you know, we hit all points today. Absolutely. I think we hit almost every time zone. We were at three of the four. So <laughs> you know, that makes it fun. But for let me tell people just a little bit about you before we really jump into this. So, uh, sorry, lost my place on my paper. So speaker, business consultant, storyteller, and actor Angela Sutcliffe has been in business longer than most people have even thought of owning a business. She's been a regular panelist on French language radio and coach to the winner of Kevin O'Leary's of Shark Tank and Dragon's Den fame reality television show, Redemption Inc. And when she's not out and about sharing her smart old broad brand of wisdom and tips, Angela's working with her private clients to transform their businesses with sound strategic planning. Angela is an award-winning entrepreneur in her own right and uses her 30 years of experience and practical advice with her private clients to her groups and through her workshops and webinars. These days, she says, anyone can hang up a shingle as a business coach or consultant, whether they've owned a business or not. But when it comes to good advice, she quips, nothing beats experience. So again, Angela, welcome. Thank you, Deb. Pleased to be here. Well, and one of the things I love is that you are an SOB <laughs> and we're saying that with much love because that really does mean smart old broad, even though you're not old. No, no, no. You started when you were three, I'm sure. Oh, I think there was a minus number in there when I started. And <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And, you know, it's funny you should say that because the whole concept started one day when I was in a meeting. I was in, I was host, I was, uh, with a group meeting and somebody looked at me and said, you know, you're a real SOB. And the woman at the, <laughs> the table said, I think she means smart old broad. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. Well, and you know, the, the thing is with a little bit of age and experience comes wisdom. And that's one of the things that I think is missing from a lot of our small business owners, from our entrepreneurs, 
you know, people, and, and it doesn't mean that they're not experienced. Maybe they've, you know, worked in corporate America for 30 years or so, but you know, we, we do have that wisdom. We have that experience. And the cool thing is you share that wisdom and experience with both your presentations and, and the speeches that you give and with webinars and, and private clients and, and things like that. I do, Deb. And here's one of the things that, you know, I like to say to people, of course, I started in business before the internet. In fact, when I started my first company, I made sure that my managers and I all had computers because I figured if it didn't fly, we could at least get computer skills and go out and get jobs because it was so new. Uh Um, And so a a lot of my smart old broad nothing beats experience is about when computers came along, they gave everyone the apps and they took away the brains. Right. So I'm in that fortunate position where when I do something, I understand why it has to be done and what the what the intent was more than mm-hmm. just hitting keys. And I think that that's, you know, even though you've been in business 10, 20 years, sometimes we're just so focused on marketing and branding and doing the app thing that we don't really grasp what the... Um, intent behind all of this is and that's where someone like me and and some of my colleagues who have been around through both eras can step in and help Mm -hmm. well and i was looking on your website which is angelasutcliffe.com and in one of your blog posts and actually in, in more than one you talk about the the benefits and the absolute necessity of planning and i think you know as 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 we go through this that's been one of the problems is people leapfrog from app to app, from the next new thing to the next new thing to the next new thing. And, and they never take the time to plan. And they certainly never take the time to figure out, hey, did that work? And, and all of these things. So when you're working with a business, walk us through that process as to, you know, why is planning so absolutely critical? Well, first I'll tell you a quick planning story and then I'll work you through the process. Okay. Um, I, I, I plan. I I had a business plan for this business that I keep on top of. Mm -hmm. And in the course of eight years, my mother died, I got married, and I got divorced. Oh, dear. Yeah, it wasn't a good decade. Ups and downs. Mm -hmm. I won't tell you about the horses that died and the dogs that died. They just all fell in the same decade. So Mm -hmm. you can imagine that when your life hits all those walls in a row and you're still trying to run your business... Mm-hmm. You have to figure out, what am I going to do tomorrow? What am I going mm-hmm. to do next week? What am I going to do next month? So at that time when my brain wasn't thinking very clearly, I just opened up my plan. And my plans are strategic. So they're not only a business plan. They're what you're going to do every day. Okay. And I just whipped my calendar forward to the month I was in. And I said, okay, it's Monday. It's the third Monday in whatever month it was. What was I doing? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, okay, I was going to this meeting. So I checked and, to see if that group was still meeting. They were, so I got in the car and went. Mm-hmm. And I did this for about um, eight months until my brains finally clicked back in and I could right. cope without my daily retro agenda. Mm-hmm. So with my clients, the first thing that we want to do is have a look at, you know, who are you? What makes you so special? What do you see that you're giving for giving out the people really really want and need so Mm -hmm. we start with the vision and then much to everybody's chagrin once we've done the vision we hit the numbers 
Right. But you have to have numbers. And, and I think that's one of the things that people forget. And it doesn't have to be, you know, I want to sell 100 of X. Maybe it's, you know, I, I want to increase by 10% or, you know, because they need to be doable numbers. But you have to have numbers. Otherwise, you don't know if you were successful. Well, you do because your numbers um, are, are what tells you, am I marketing correctly? Am mm -hmm. I meeting enough people? Am I saying the right things? Am I closing enough sales with the people that I want at the prices I need. And all those have numbers riding with them. So mm -hmm. to me, your numbers are like your 360 feedback. Am right. I consistent every day in what I said I was going to be? Because as soon as the numbers drop off, then it's a little bit like playing Sherlock Holmes. You comb through. Because mm -hmm. I always say, you know, if your pipes are leaking, your plumber's not going to rip out the entire plumbing system in right. your house. So well, if, if the money is not there, then you just deconstruct until you find the hole. Mm -hmm. Well, and... You know, they need to be a number that makes sense. And I think that's one of the things, especially in social media, that people get confused about because they will say, I want my Facebook page to have 1,000 fans. And I look at them and I say, why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that 1,000 mean? Well, 1,000 is a good number. Oh, okay. But if 990 of those are not good, you know, not potential clients, potential customers or current, then what's the point? You know, maybe having just a hundred people who like your page is the better goal. Uh, you know, and 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 fortunately, we've gotten past the stage, fingers, toes, eyes crossed, of buying likes and buying connections and buying Twitter followers and and all of those things. But it is a catch twenty two because when we go to when when we as an individual go to look at a page, if it's only got. 10, 15 people who've liked it, we're like, whatever. But if there's, you know, a million, you're like, well, I must be, you know, they're, they're, you know, they must be good. I must follow them. So numbers are tricky. It's an interesting catch 22. And it's interesting that you should sort of jump right in. And this is, I think, where most people jump right in with social media. And I would like to say, let's be honest and let's call it marketing online. Yes. Because it's not social. And right. this is, this is my big thing because you know, people call me and I meet them and they say, oh, my gosh, everybody knows who you are. And that goes back to what I said earlier, Deb, about it's being social in the offline years, mm -hmm. you know, when there was no Internet. Well, you right. had two choices. You could be social or you could be antisocial. If you were mm -hmm. antisocial, nobody wanted anything to do with you. But if you were the nice person that walked up the street and said hello to your neighbors and went to the store and spoke to the people behind the counter, you know, they give you little extra things and they mm -hmm. talk to everybody about how nice you were. And then if your neighbor owned a business or if you went to a company and you had really good service, well, you'd go and you would tell everyone you knew about their service. Right. And I think that what I've seen happening is that the concept of, I'm talking to my neighbors and I'm talking about good service. When I hear people say, I want to learn social media, I know that they're not saying, I want to talk well of others. They're saying, mm -hmm. I want people to buy from me. And to me, right. those are two different things. And I've spent years doing online what I did all my life offline. Mm -hmm. So if anyone were ever to go to my page, they'd find in a day I tag so many people and I repost so many things from my colleagues mm -hmm. because to me, 
I want to spread the word about what lovely people I know. And right. it comes back to me tenfold. Mm-hmm. Well, and just think, you know, when, when we are reading posts or tweets or, or whatever, if it's the buy for me, buy for me, buy for me, it doesn't take too long before you don't pay attention to them at all. You know, even, and I don't care who it is, whether it's, you know, the, the one person, you know, little mom and pop shop or the giganto companies, the buy for me, buy for me gets old really fast. And, and we want to know that whatever size you are, that it, you're still, it's, it's not a company. I'm putting that in air quotes. It's people and it's people at those companies. And it's, you know, obviously you still have a product or a service to sell, but you do it in a much different way. And, you know, one of the things that you had pointed out when we were chatting before was that social, and, you know, that's that's kind of the, you know, the, the key word, is, has become all about me mm-hmm. when it used to be all about you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'll tell you, once a month here in Ottawa, there's a restaurant just down the road from me that does bottomless mussels. Ah. And I have a, a private group that mm-hmm. I invite about 30 or 40 people, and we pretty much take over the restaurant that night. Uh-huh. They're all business owners. Mm-hmm. They all know this is not a networking event. Cool. We all know that as we get to know each other, business transacts. Yes. And that's, I think, where we've perhaps taken the wrong turn online. Right. And instead of just sitting down and chatting with colleagues and and enjoying our colleagues you're mm-hmm. right it's become it's all about me and as somebody i was talking to one of my clients the other day said to me well i did post other people's things and i did tag other people once or twice and nothing ever came of it for me yep for me yeah. that was the key word and mm-hmm. needless to say after that our conversation went on for an hour over an hour mm-hmm. right we well and we've become a society of wanting immediate uh gratification mm-hmm. so you know I, I you do the post or you know like that person said nothing came of it for me well it didn't come right then the the trick is yes there are times where you know you do a post and somebody it just hits right and they go oh my gosh i need to buy that service from Angela. I need to buy it right now. But for the most part, it takes days, weeks, months, sometimes even years. And it's, it's about building those relationships. And again, being truly social and being supportive of people. It's what I call building up your social credit. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and, and then when you do the occasional post about, Hey, I've got this seminar, I've got this book, you know, whatever, People are like, oh, okay, well, I really like that person. So I'm more than happy to at least tell my friends about it. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. You know, again, before um, social came along, I had a three-step closing process with prospects. I'd meet them somewhere, you Mm -hmm. know, at a networking event or wherever, wherever. I'd follow up with them and say, I'd love to find out more about you. Let's go for coffee. Over coffee, of course, we'd talk about each other's businesses. And then after that, I would say, you know, I remember you said a couple of these things, and I think I can help you with them. Do you want to have a conversation? So then I'd go into my closing conversation. 
Mm-hmm. Well, imagine my surprise the first time I had these two women arrive in my living room for coffee. And I thought they were just coming over for, you know, step number two, getting to know you. Mm-hmm. So we're having coffee and talking and looking out the window. And all of a sudden, one of them puts her cup down and says, well, that's enough. I just want to know, how do I work with you? Oh. <laughs> Turns out she'd been following me on social media for two ah. years. So mm-hmm. what it did was it shortcut that getting to know you process. Yes. Well, it shortcut it for me. She'd still been going through the process, but I was totally unaware she was there, mm-hmm. you know, liking what I was saying to everyone. So it, if, if you go out to be more social and less salesy, the sales close themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, and in being social, it's okay to talk about personal items. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we're clearly not saying TMI. You know, this this is not the place to, to really be divulging things that you wouldn't. And, and my philosophy is if I wouldn't tell something to a person face-to-face, then I shouldn't post it online, you know, whether it's a good, bad, indifferent. But, you know, if, so I might tell them, you know, hey, I had this great dinner that I cooked from scratch, but I don't go into big detail about it or, you know, all these various things. And I think that's one of the, the problems, too, is people get, overly social and they share way too much and then we're thinking Ugh. <laughs> yeah tmi tmi and as i said to one of my clients i know it's called your personal page but you really don't want to put all your moaning and groaning and bad news on it right well and you know we wouldn't want to be around that person in the real world no so why would we think that we'd want to be around them you know on online where it's so much easier to just hide their post you know when you're talking with them in person and they're whining and carrying on you kind of have to stand there for a while but on social media man it's real easy to to go on to the next thing and then again you miss something positive or something that you really should be seeing about them absolutely and it doesn't have to be you know your posts don't have to be fake look at my diamonds look at my houses look at my Mm -hmm. blah 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 they can be you know i i experienced this Mm -hmm. and I'm really glad that I did this. It's what I call my experience, strength, and hope posts. Right. You know, this right. happened. Now I'm better for it because of this. And, mm-hmm. gee, here's a suggestion I might make if you all want to come along with me on the journey. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and there are certainly ways to build either an offline community or still an online community for people who want more information. You know, the, the Facebook groups are great, LinkedIn groups, all those various things. So the people who want more detail, want more information for whatever reason, that's something that's available for them. But, you know, you kind of keep everything else at the the 30,000 foot level. Mm -hmm. It's it's like, you know, you have to understand that there's a reason you can set up secret groups. Right. And maybe that's where you want your family to be meeting you and -hmm. your close personal friends. So you can moan and groan. Right. But out there on your public pages, not so much. Mm-hmm. Well, and you and I have been connected online for oh several months now. You know, I've I've had some health issues, and my personal page doesn't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's just that. And and I know that you know everybody obviously has their own personal viewpoints as to what they're going to share and what they're not. But I just didn't think it was the place to share that. But I do have a private Facebook group, and that's where. If people want more information about what's been going on, they can go. But otherwise, you know, and, and so the funny thing is I've, I have people who, and this is not a bad thing, 
don't even know that I have, have been having some challenges. And the cool thing is then if I see them, that's not the first thing that they're talking about. We're talking about business. We're talking about my dogs. We're talking about whatever, but it's not, I hear you've been thick. Um, you know, and, you know, and, and, and it's funny because I've had pushback from people about that who have said, why don't you want to share your entire story so publicly? And, and my rationale is because not everybody wants to know. And, you know, and, and, and I don't think it's appropriate. You know, I have clients, I have potential clients who are friends with me on Facebook and they don't need to know all of those details. And, you know, it's interesting because we all have to bring whoever we are to the Mm -hmm. table, but I have to disclose to you that the reason I left my marriage was because it broke down to an abusive battering relationship. Oh dear. And when my ex left, he left with all Mm -hmm. my diaries. Oh, he left with years of diaries. Oh, no. And I know that his kids who hate my guts <laughs> are very <laughs> active on Facebook. So at a stage, I sat myself down and I thought, maybe I should out myself before they get a chance to out me. Right. And so I've had some pretty frank discussions on Facebook and mm-hmm. and uh, about the situation I found myself in and about other places where I've had fears and doubts. Mm-hmm. But like I said earlier, I don't just put it out there as a whine. I put it out there as a, and now this is where my life is right. at now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you'd be amazed at the number of clients that I've had because they've had the empathy. They're either in the situation or they've been in the situation. Right. And I think maybe it's because they know I'm going to look at their numbers. They mm-hmm. know I'm going to look at their deepest, darkest secrets. Mm -hmm. where they can't sit in front of me anymore and say, oh, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I've shared some of my deepest, darkest secrets that they feel more comfortable with me. Mm -hmm. Right. But as I say, we each have to bring who we are to the table. And I don't know if I would have ever done that under any other circumstances. No, no. You know, and, and it's all about being authentic to yourself. And, you know, and, and the, the posts that I really don't like are the ones from people who I can tell are only putting out there the persona of what they think people want to see. Um, and it's funny, I was doing a a training a couple nights ago, uh, for people in uh, the job market. So, you know, social media is obviously a very big part of that, but, but the, the presenter before me was talking about the fact that, you know, you take these personality tests a lot of times when you're, uh, when you've applied for a job and how many times do you answer the question in a way you think they want the answer to be as opposed to how you really feel? And every one of us, including me, put our little hands up and said, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and all that does is come back and, and bite you because, you know, you weren't true to yourself, you know, and, and it didn't matter what it was. And, you know, and those tests are really designed to be objective. And so they can, I think somehow they kind of figure out that you were fudging, but you know, it, it is, it, when we try to be somebody else, we get found out. I'm sure they have mothers that read the answers. Oh, yes, yes. And they go, uh-uh, no, yeah, no, I no, no. this. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 but it, what it does when we are authentic to ourselves is it makes us human. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so it's just a matter of weighing things, you know, are, and not telling too much detail unless, I mean, and granted, I mean, there are times where, it is called for, you know, and, and so then it's appropriate, but 
you know, it, it does, it makes us human. And, and, and the funny thing is a lot of times it makes people human. And I'm, I'm putting, put that again in, in air quotes when we see that they're not perfect. You know, I've got a couple of friends on Facebook who nothing ever goes wrong in their life. Nothing. And they have said, I don't post about the negatives. But, you know, you almost want them to just so that I know that they're real. And, you know, and, and so that's kind of the thing that people need to keep in mind, too, is not everybody's perfect. You know, saying, oh, my gosh, I got somewhere and I discovered I had two different socks on. You know, <laughs> it, it makes us laugh. It makes us go, oh, yeah, that person's just like me. I showed up in court with two different shoes on. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> But this is it. We can all relate. We can all relate. And um, it, it, it's as fake to show all the good stuff as it is. Stick pins in my eyes if all you do is moan. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in the middle has to be a human being. And we know it. But you know what you really set yourself up for if you're just nothing ever goes wrong in my life is when people meet you. Yeah. And they go, oh. Yeah. Suddenly mm. they discover it's that's not the real you. And, well, it, it's kind of like the people who lie on the dating sites. Now, you know, I'm happily married, have been for many, many years. So it's not like I have a match.com profile or anything. But we've all heard stories about, you know, they, they use a fake picture. They don't describe themselves appropriately, you know, whatever. And then when they meet in person, they're all looking at each other like, that's not you. <laughs> and I think that that's the whole thing is whatever you put out there, you have to be able to sustain. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and it's funny because... We do want to be better, you know, for whatever reason. When, you know, we want to, you know, we want our teeth to be whiter. We want our hair to be less gray. We want to be 10 pounds lighter, all of those things. But again, we're human, you know, and, and it's okay to not be those things. It really is. I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah, I've got great teeth and my hair is purple. Um, but geez, I'd love to be five foot nine. <laughs> I know, you know, and, and uh, yeah, I, I, taller would be okay. You know, I, I could do taller. I'm kind of one of, I'm mean, like, I'm five, five ish. I think I've shrunk. Um, you know, and, and, but yeah, it's, and, and again, it makes us be perfect. And so I think that's what entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, and anybody in business, even if you're, you're working for someone we need to remember is it's okay to be human. Well, I think that when we do the fake thing, it's back to what we were talking about earlier. It's all about me. Yes. So as soon as you pull into what's the persona I'm going to put out there, you've mm -hmm. moved from social and you've moved into marketing. Yes. And, and we're moving into marketing in a way when we're being fake, that is not good. No. I mean, you know, and, and, and I don't care who it is, you know, and, and what the business is. When it's, you know, when we discover that their claims aren't true or they fabricated or exaggerated or, or all of those things, it can go downhill really fast. And unfortunately, because of social media, that speeds up the process. Well, I don't know, you know, if, for all of you listening that out there, I'm sure some of you remember Herb Tarlick. Yes. The, the used car salesman. And I think uh -huh. that when we put out those slick false images, you become mm -hmm. a Herb Tarlick. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and the problem with online and with, with the, you know, all of the social media sites is it, it can go downhill at, or, you know, take a bad spin, all of those various things. And, and the facts weren't right, you know, but it, it got carried away really fast. And at least before we had Facebook and Twitter and all of these things, 
media media would take the time to find the the right stories and we would take the time i mean you know every single day and and you know when when we're recording this it's election season down here in the states i just want to you know every day i just want to respond to people and say okay do you really believe xyz is a reputable source for the information (laughs) and all of these things and and you know one of my favorite memes is uh sam elliott who yes he's just you know mr gorgeous anyway yes you know it's it's one of those memes where he is saying well you know you can't tell me that you're so stupid that you believe it just because you saw it on the internet (laughs) you know and and it's and and that's you know that's true and it brings me back to a story you know from from days gone by my husband and I were traveling uh to Roswell New Mexico you know and Roswell is of course where area 51 is and where the little green men crashed and all of those things ha 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 um and we were touring downtown and you know Roswell makes millions off of this i mean this is you know they they've embraced this and you know they just go with it and they had uh one of the the museums had posters in front that were the newspapers from you know the that time back when was that like 59 or so when they say you know the little green men came to visit and it was the headlines you know from these newspapers and there were some elderly women in front of me and and you know they just one of them was saying well really do you think that's true and the other one said well it has to be because they put it in the newspaper And I was like, oh, dear, you know, and 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 I think that is the thing, you know, back to, to social media and business. People believe what they read, whether it's true or not. And I have to bring up and, and this is very interesting because I put a post up on my uh, Facebook business page yesterday uh, about this very thing, because over the last few years, I've noticed a couple of people in particular, if I've posted something one week. The next week, they put up an almost identical post. Mm-hmm. And I thought, so wait a minute. I mean, two of them I had to kick off my mailing list because they were really, you know, oh, dear. my stuff. Pilfering. Ooh. And so I was thinking about it yesterday because I got one of my colleagues' newsletters and I loved the subject. And right away, my brain went, oh, I could write this and I could write that. And I thought, stop. Stop mm-hmm. right now. Your brain is now picking up what they've said, and right. in a day or two, you're going to believe it came from you, and you're mm-hmm. going to re-spin it. Mm-hmm. So I made a decision not to read my colleagues' um, posts and, and newsletters, oh. so that, because, again, going back to pre-computer, if mm-hmm. I had to write stuff, I had to sit at my desk with my pen and my pencil, and mm-hmm. I had to come up with stuff from inside of me. I couldn't riff off other people. Right. And I thought we're now into where nobody has an original idea. We're all. And I, I think some people I'm, I know do it, you know, like you, as you say, with the election, we had that whole Michelle Obama um, mm-hmm. speech thing going on. I know some people do it because they just do it. But I think right. for a lot of people, what it is, it's, it's subconscious plagiarism. Yes. Yeah, they're not trying to do it on purpose. No, but we're having our noses in so many other people's business that it's getting harder and harder to define what is actually authentically us. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings me then to Angela. One of the things that people always are telling me, they're afraid of social media. And because of all of this, they're not going to be there. And you probably hear that too. So what do you tell people when they say that to you? 
first of all, I tell them it's going to be very difficult for us to maintain a friendship, and I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But sorry. the other thing I say to them is social media is what you make it. It's like mm-hmm. if I go out in the neighborhood, I can choose to go clothed or I can choose to go naked, which means that I can choose to attract nice neighbors or I can choose to attract not-so-nice neighbors. So right. the cho- and the police. The choice of how you show up out there... You know, I'm always seeing people, oh, I hate haters. Oh, I'm tired. And I think I don't get anyone in my social feeds who is negative because I got rid of them. Mm -hmm. And I think people forget that we're in total control. I use the analogy that my Facebook page is a lot like my living room. Mm -hmm. And I have to seriously think about who I want to entertain in my living room. And if I'm having a party and someone's upsetting my guests, they're not invited back. So I I say to people, it is as useful as you make it, and it is as dangerous as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. But social is nothing more than getting out in your neighborhood and walking down the street and saying hi to your neighbors and friends. Mm -hmm. That's what we forget. We've always been social. You go to kindergarten, you play with the other Mm -hmm. kids. You know, you go to high school, you dance with the other kids. Mm-hmm. So why is it different? Because now we have this thing in front of us. Why do you think there's a whole new set of rules? Because mm-hmm. there aren't. Well, and I had uh, a guest on my program. It was actually several years ago. And then I rebroadcast her interview in August about etiquette online. And we were talking about the fact that, you know, having a computer monitor, a computer screen, somehow that seems to, we seem to think that we can hide behind that Mm -hmm. and we can post the bad things. And, and, you know, I, I won't do business with people who are posting things online that are just, you know, there's one person who, you know, because of the election has taken to calling people who don't agree with him idiots and worse online. And I won't do business with him. You know, he's he's perfectly free to have that opinion. He's obviously perfectly free to post about it. But I'm not going to do business with him. Because if he's like that online, he's probably like that offline too. And and so I just don't want to associate with that. Or somebody who swears a lot or, you know, posts about illegal activities or, or all of those things. You're right. I just, I'm not friends with them online because I wouldn't be friends with them in the real world. And that's the point. That is exactly the point. Every morning for, oh my gosh, years, I have put up a post about coffee because I love coffee. Right. Everybody expects me to put up. They all tease Mm -hmm. me about my coffee, except once in a while I'll get somebody who comes out of the health field who wants to tell me how bad my coffee is for me. And I'll tell you, delete and block become my best friends. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, and yes, you know, a nightly glass of wine or daily cup of coffee, not always the best thing for you, but it's also good for me from a mental health perspective. Yes, and it's also a running joke on my page because I keep saying yes. to people, seriously, if I drank as much, if coffee was wine and I drank as much as you think I do, I wouldn't get out of the gutter. Right, right. But it's just that, you know, don't feel free to dump your stuff on my page any more than you would feel free to come into my living room and dump your garbage bag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I'm going to get rid of it and I'm going to lock my door. But again, it comes back to, I have full control. As I say, you know, my page, my content, 
I have mm -hmm. full control about what I post, just as you have full control over what you post. So right. if, if someone's, and okay, I'm, I'm going to have to disclose something here. A number of years ago, I was terrified of social media and I didn't want anything to do with it. And a colleague of mine who taught social media, she used to laugh. She said, every time I come into a room, I just look at the door across from me because I know in a minute or two, I'm going to see you running out. <laughs> <laughs> and she got hold of me finally one day and had this talk with me. And mm -hmm. uh, she said, just, you know, dip your toe in. Well, dip my toe right. in. Heck, I jumped off the deep end after about three yes. months when I realized. And you're swimming. Yeah. And I realized it was just what I do in my everyday life. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, Deb, we were brought up. If you can't say something nice about someone, don't say anything at all. Right. Mm -hmm. Nothing has changed offline mm -hmm. or online. Mm -hmm. Well, and you're not going to convince someone you know, with your posts to vote for somebody or to like this certain sports team or, you know, boycott that movie, like that movie, all these various things. You know, now there that's, you know, that said, there are times that it is appropriate maybe to post something, you know, maybe it's a, a restaurant and you got very poor service or, you know, something like that. But, but again, be very cautious about that because you don't want to be known as the, the negative person who's always, you know, saying something bad. And, you know, we mentioned the fact that people who are saying their life is, is a hundred percent perfect. You don't believe them. You know, it's just, it, you have to just have a mix um, you know, and, and, but my philosophy is be more positive than negative. Mm -hmm. And I think having a sense of humor, funny, you should mention restaurants because a week and a half ago, I went to a restaurant. I was dying for a hot dog and they had a foot long hot dog platter. So I ordered it and I was so excited when it came, I looked down and I thought that is not 12 inches. <laughs> you know, don't mess with me. I'm old enough to know five inches from 12 inches. Yeah. Oh, so dear. Oh, they were way coming off. back and slamming the restaurant, what I did was uh -huh. I wrote a post and, oh, my gosh, it got 100 likes. Mm -hmm. I wrote a really funny post about what happens when you order 12 inches and you only get five. Right. And right. so I think that there's always ways of spinning as long mm -hmm. as your mind is always looking for that glass half full. Right. Yeah, because, you know, maybe that meant that you got to have dessert, you know, and, and, and all these various things. You know, there's there are definitely ways that you can spin things to a positive. So maybe what we're saying is the people who are the most effective on social media are people who have that kind of mindset. Yes. Rather yes. than the it's me, 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 and I'm going to slam you, 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 you. Mm -hmm. So the success right. comes from how you see the world. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, to me, especially if it's somebody that I've never met, for example, you, I've never met you in real life, the, it, but what I see on your posts, I want to meet you in real life, you know, and, and we all have those friends, you know, on Facebook or, you know, LinkedIn, not so much because hopefully they're just posting about business things, but, you know, Facebook, Twitter, things like that. There are people that, you know, you might be connected with that you're thinking, wouldn't go out of my way to go see him out in the real world. You know, so it is kind of that, you know, you, you want to associate with the people that you would associate with out in the real world. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those people will never buy your stuff. Right. Uh, but they'll talk about you. Yes. And they'll, they'll tell their positive. friends. Mm -hmm. 
Right. You know, and, and it's funny because that was what I was telling the, the class uh, of job seekers. I said, you know, it's not really who you're connected with that's important. It's who your connections are connected with. And you never know, you know, because we all have heard people, especially if they post something that they really shouldn't have, they say, well, I'm only friends with my personal friends and my family. And I mean, clearly it's obviously a personal choice as to who you connect with online, but it's never just that you're friends with those people because they still can tell somebody about it. And, you know, and, and maybe you're saying, you know, I hated my job so much that I, you know, I went in late and left early and blah, 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 blah. And the, your, your friend on Facebook with the capital F was, you know, thinking of referring you to a potential job, but they <laughs> saw that poster and they're like, nope, not going to happen. Yeah, people don't realize the spin-offs that mm-hmm. happen. And as you, I, I think you're 100% correct, Deb, when you're saying it's not necessarily the person you're talking to, but you don't know where the story is going to wind up. Right. And how it's going to wind up. Um, you know, I remember back when I was a little Girl Scout. So I was probably Brownie. I think that's the youngest. But anyhow, we used to do this thing where we'd all line up. And the, the troop leader would whisper something to the first person. Oh. And then that person would turn and whisper to the next person. And it would go all the way down the line. And you'd start off with something like, I'm going to have spaghetti for dinner. And the last person would say, I shot a bear last week. And you're like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? The bear must have been the meatballs in the spaghetti that sauce. That was it. That was it. You know, and, and But it, it goes to show that... You know, stuff gets twisted and, and usually not deliberately, you know, we, and, but things, things change, the stories change. And, and so that's when, what I tell the business owners who say, you know, or the business people who say, I don't want to be there. I tell them they're talking about you anyway. You know, you need to have a presence so that way you can correct things if, if it's not right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's amazing. And again, that, you know, thinking about social and thinking about marketing, we all bring our own selves to whatever someone's telling us. We bring our experience. Right. We bring our point of view. We bring everything that makes us us mm-hmm. to that conversation. So you may think you're having one conversation when the other person is actually hearing a slightly different conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. So you might think, well, it's okay if I just complain about this here. Um, because this is a safe venue and the other person may be hearing this person never stops complaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, social is social. And, and I think that's what prompted this conversation is mm-hmm. that that's the part that people aren't getting that social is nothing different. Whether you're sitting in your living room, whether you're walking through your neighborhood, whether you're in the store or the restaurant, it's nothing different there than it is online. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and again, that's why we want to keep things positive. But more importantly, that's why it is so important to share and to be helpful and, and you know, all of these various things. So, you know, say you're, you're talking, Angela, to somebody who is brand new to the social media world and they're going, what do I post? I'm in a boring industry. Uh, you know, I'm just going to go away and not do this. What do you tell them? Nobody's industry is boring. Nobody's industry is boring. And I I tell them, start by telling stories. Remember the time when or the Mm -hmm. other day. You know, I I remember my mother worked on code breaking during the war, during World War II. She worked at that famous Bletchley Park. 
And a simple story about a coffee cup. I remember her saying to me, we were supposed to work with nothing on our desks. And one day the boss came through and there was a coffee cup on my desk and he picked it up and he threw it in the waste paper basket. And he said, what do you think about that? And she said, I don't care. It wasn't my cup. <laughs> right. So I think that to be successful, you have to understand. Uh, and, and, you know, there's people that teach storytelling. If you're not a natural storyteller, I would strongly suggest that you work with a storytelling coach mm-hmm. on telling stories. Because that was a story about a coffee cup on a desk. Right. And that's where you start. You start by looking at something really simple in your life. Because when you talk to your friends, you tell them the story about the day that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is no different. Now, Deb, one of the things that I do suggest to my clients who say, well, I'm not a good storyteller and I'm not a good writer. And yet they've just spent 10 minutes telling me something absolutely fascinating. Uh-huh. I've right. suggested to them they get something like dragon speak. Ah. And that instead of worrying about writing it out, because mm-hmm. as one speaker said to me, Angela, we're speakers, not writers. Mm-hmm. And that's true. So if speaking is your venue, then speak it out. Mm-hmm. Let Dragon speak, type it out, and then you can see what you said. And you can go in and clean it up. Mm-hmm. But what you said was your authentic voice. Mm-hmm. And that's what people want to take off meeting you and they want to take off your social and that comes back to what we said about why you have to be authentic so there's always a way around i can't talk and i can't write mm-hmm. um, right you know you can you can hire it done you can do all sorts of things i remember um i went to a book signing one time for an author that my husband really liked and his method of writing because he the first book that he wrote he said it was just so incredibly painful he he never wanted to do it again but the reason it was so painful was because he agonized over every comma every you know all of those various things and his second book and and every successive book he he recognized that wasn't the important part that would get fixed later but the idea was what was so important and so he typed literally with a paper bag over his head. Oh, so he couldn't see what was on the screen. And so he just in so he was really just doing a brain dump. Um you know and, and the same thing would happen if you were recording. You just kind of put it out there and fix it later. Yes, and and interestingly enough, I started off my career as a speechwriter. Mm. And it was only this year and I won't tell you how many decades later that I realized that the reason people like reading what I write is because I write like people speak. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd never clued in on that. Mm-hmm. I'd never clued in on that. So you're right. If you can get your eyes out of the way, mm-hmm. which connect to your censoring little brain, you know, any way you can get your eyes out of it. I love the paper bag. I'm not going right. to use that with someone. Oh, I'd go nuts. There, I couldn't do that. But Oh, fortunately, I could. <laughs> Um, or, or like I say, just telling someone, because let's face it, none of us goes through a day without telling someone a story. Definitely. You know, it yeah, can even be know, how I got to the fridge and there was no milk. Mm-hmm. But, right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's, it's just the, the nature of being human. Mm-hmm. And so to do that in a business setting is perfect, you know, and, and so maybe you're not telling your personal story, but you're telling a story of a customer or a client or, you know, whatever it is that you call the people that you're working with. 
because again you're 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 bringing it back to something people can relate to sure and sometimes you just need to lead yourself in like the other day when somebody came into my store or mm -hmm. the other day i was chatting with a client or the other day i was working with a group and this subject came up and what was really nifty is that someone in the group came up with such an outstanding solution all our jaws hit the floor Right. Um, and this happens and this is real life. And, and mm -hmm. so I always think if you're stuck, start with the other day I. And mm. then it just seems to flow. You know, there's, okay. there's some natural lead-ins when you're telling stories. Mm -hmm. This morning when mm -hmm. I was just thinking that. Right. Because that's the way we speak. Mm -hmm. That's the way we well, speak. And then it's almost like we need to be speaking like we're speaking to a three-year-old who looks at us and says, why? Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I went to the refrigerator and couldn't have my milk. Why? Well, because it was empty. Why? You know, and, and that's how you get those stories out also. Yes, I, I just love when I'm editing my WordPress site and it keeps telling me about my reading score. Oh, I never look at that. Sentences go on too long. <laughs> okay. mm -hmm. You're writing at the, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I've never liked those things that said you must write at the eighth grade level or whatever. I'm like, Ugh. people, if, if it's too simple, it's annoying people. If it's too complicated, well, then you're not writing for the right market. Either that I mean, or your market is the market that wants you the way you are. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and, and dumbing it down or smartening, smartening, <laughs> smart, making it smarter. Um, see, I can't even say the word, Fair so enough. I guess I can't do it. Um, you know, that, that comes back to you're not being authentic. Yeah. And again, that comes back to social, not marketing. Yes. And that comes back to don't pretend you are, you're someone you're not because you will be found out. Right. You know, and, 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 you know, it's, it's funny, we hear the stories, and of course you hear about them on social, of the people who get caught. Yeah. You know, the, the CEO who goes to the chat room or posts on Twitter acting like he's, you know, the, the guy in the mail room, and then he's found out, and people are mortified. And, and it's funny because, of course, they have a television show here in the States that, you know, uh, focuses on that. You know, they take the boss and they put him somewhere, you know, with, with the everyday worker. Yes, we you know, and, and all too. of these things. But, you know, it's it's one of those where, you know, if, if I'm talking to the CEO, I want to know I'm talking to the CEO. And he better not be acting like he's, you know, the, the receptionist. Exactly. And he better not be acting like he's smart and I'm stupid. Right. Right. You know, and 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 that sometimes comes across on social media, too. And, you know, and it's not necessarily that they're meaning to, but they're trying to convince you that their product or their service is the greatest thing in the world and you'd be stupid to not buy it. I get and, so tired of those. Yeah, it's like, you know, not so much. Um, we just switched from, uh, you know, our, our cable company down here. And when I called to cancel, oh, they were just mortified because we'd actually been with them for many years. But there was a kind of a variety of reasons why we were switching. But it, it ended up almost with them saying, we can't believe you're so stupid that you switched. And, you know, they didn't, they, they came close to it. They didn't quite say it, but they pushed me far enough that, you know, and of course they initially started with, well, tell us why. Okay, that's fine. You know, and, and some of it was, I didn't have good service. Well, they, you know, they can fix that, all sorts of things like that. But, you know, it was, well, we've got this great offer. If you stay with us, we'll do such and such and so and so. And, you know, all these things. And, 
you know, but, but our, our minds were made up. I mean, we were switching. Actually, we'd already switched. I forgot to call and cancel, um, you know, and, and all of these various things. But it didn't matter what they said. I was switching. But it really did come down to almost, you know, we can't believe that you went with company X over us. You're just stupid. And, you know, it was like, I'm never coming back to you now. <laughs> stupid move. That reminds right. me of a friend of mine who told me, that she was talking to somebody who basically said the same thing to her. And she looked at him and she said, okay, let's, let's come to an agreement here. If you agree not to think I'm stupid, I'll agree not to think you're condescending. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I, again, Deb, I think we keep returning to the same thing over and over and over again, which is social media is about making friends because we are who we are Mm -hmm. and because we say what we think not copy what we think someone else said that was so brilliant they got a hundred likes um it's it's just being authentically us and no one is going to make us do or say terrible things any more than they are out in the real world unless they're they've got me in the back alley with a gun to my head but that's only Mm -hmm. going to happen in the real world Yes. Um, it, it's just, I, I think if we can start steering people away from the concept of, I want to learn how to do social media. In other words, I want to learn how to use social as part of my marketing toolkit. And just say, I want to learn how to extend the community that I live in online right. so that I have the same positive results where people actually like me and invite me to parties. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether it's online or offline. They're not you know, inviting and, and, you to parties offline. You've really got a problem. I know. Oh, dear. Um, but but it is about building all those relationships. And, and you know, we, we hear it from everybody now that we work with people we know, we like, and we trust. And we're getting that information from their Facebook posts, from their tweets, you know, from all of these various things. And so what impression are you giving to people? Are you giving them the, the, the impression that you are the person so stuck on themselves that you don't want to invite them to the party? Or is it, oh, my gosh, this is the person you absolutely have to get to know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it comes back to if nobody likes you in the real world, then they're not going to like you online either. So you right. need to change. But if people yeah. like you in the real world, then... You know, the, the chances are if you just keep doing the same thing online. Mm-hmm. And I liked what you said earlier about the numbers. And I so hope people are over buying numbers. Oh. Because, you know, if you're in business, you know you're not looking for numbers. You're looking for conversion rates. Right. And the way to get them to happen is to open up lines of communications. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and tell those stories, you know, one of my absolute favorite commercials right now is it's an Amazon commercial and it's the, the couple who has the toddler and she's sitting on the floor and the golden retriever comes up and she looks at the dog and goes, ah! and the dog gets the absolute most hurt expression, you know, and so about that point I'm going, <laughs> you know, and, and, but the baby has this stuffed lion that absolutely, so long story short, they use Amazon to order a lion costume for the dog and the dog toddles up and the little baby kind of and then reaches out to the dog and then I'm just this blubbering idiot but you know it it is about telling those stories and making people making that emotional connection with people yeah 
Yep, that's all it is. Tell stories about yourself. Tell stories about your neighborhood. You know, I post a sunset every night mm, uh, because yes. I just happen to have an awesome view of sunsets. Does mm -hmm. that buy me business? No, but everyone knows my name. Yes. And and they recognize that you you like beauty. Yeah. And, you know, all of these various things. It's just a positive thing. And apparently with the amount of coffee I drink, I'm still awake to see them. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's because you, you've had so much coffee, you're, 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 you're staying up and posting sunrise pictures also. That's right. <laughs> well, Angela, this is fabulous. But before we cut off, we've got just a couple minutes. But tell people how they find and connect with you online. Well, I'm really easy to find because just about everything to do with me has my name, Angela Sutcliffe. And I come from the Sutcliffe, S-U-T-C-L-I-F-F-E. I have that okay. extra letter. And um, I'm Angela Sutcliffe on social media, and I'm also AngelaSutcliffe.com. Perfect, perfect. And you've got great information there about what, you know, the services that you provide, as well as your blog and, and all sorts of, of great tips and information. Thank you so much. Yes, I just, you know, my mission is to make everyone successful in business. Right. You know, and, and again, we do that by helping people, you know, and, and maybe somebody's not going to, to say, oh, my gosh, Angela, we have to hire you right away. But a year from now, they're going to remember that you were the person who helped them, who provides great information. And then they go, oh, oh my gosh, Angela, we're going to hire you. It's, it's that brand recognition. If I hear Deb Creer and I, you've brought a smile to my face every time I hear your name or think of you, it's going to bring a smile to my face. Well, and, you know, that's all we can ask for. And, and again, it comes back to being helpful, to being authentic, to being social. Being social. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, any last parting words for our listeners, Angela? I guess the, the biggest thing I can say is everything your grandma taught you and slapped you upside of the head for not doing right, do it. Right. Yes. You know, and, and if grandma would say, what? Did you just post? <clears throat> Maybe you shouldn't have posted it. <laughs> Grandmas, no. I know. You know, and, and I, I can only imagine what my grandma would think about Facebook. Holy cow. Listen, I remember <laughs> trying to explain faxes to my mother. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they look at you like, really? <laughs> so I think my grandmother would have liked Facebook. I think she would have because she was very social. So, but so anyhow, I am Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely fabulous time talking with Angela Sutcliffe. You can find her online at AngelaSutcliffe.com. Pretty easy to find me. It's just DebCreer.com, D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R.com. Anything you want to close with, Angela? Just to say thank you very, very much, Deb. I have thoroughly enjoyed meeting my online friend by voice. And yes. uh, thank you very much for having me on your show. Well, it has been a delight, and I look forward to our continued relationship. And to everyone out there, connect online, be nice, be authentic, help people, be social, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.